0: Welcome back to Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan. That's Matt. Matt, falling in tune, out my grooves, uh, warping. All I do is lose my form. I'm warping. Ryan. Eh. And if that did not connect to you as as recognizable, you have not listened to Bottomless Pit, the newest album uh, by the California noise rap uh, group slash collective Death Grips. Um, And this, I believe we've alluded to Death death Grips before uh, on – On TFT, uh, um, with great admiration uh, at various times, Uh, but they they have a kind of idiosyncratic release schedule. This is a band that has kind of broken up and hiatused many times. Uh, A band that has broken record contracts uh, by leaking their own albums uh, and and canceling um, canceling festival appearances and tours. Uh, I know I have at least two different times that I have bought uh, uh, concert tickets to see Death Grips and uh, and. I've never seen death grips, uh, <laughs> um, and you know, you know, death grips me once. Shame on you. Death grips me <laughs> twice. Shame on me. <laughs> right? uh, but but now we are we we're now been death grips like a sixth or ninth time, uh, and 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 it, it, it kind of goes from the uh, from the ridiculous to the sublime, uh, and, and that they and and that there's lots of of both alienating and confounding, um, and yet as um, and and especially if you've not listened. to, to death groups or not listening to death groups for a while and you um put this album on you will find this quite alienating and confounding and it's uh it's striking though that uh, uh the um pitchfork review which is a very positive review of this album uh, mentions this as one of their more pop leaning and accessible albums <laughs> yep. uh, in their recent output uh, and i tend to i would tend to agree um <laughs> Uh, and and I think that the only other one that kind of um, surpasses this uh, if you like like what's dig some of what's going on here um, but find it just like a little bit inaccessible or just a little bit out of your reach I um, recommend checking out the money store I believe that was their second release from 2012 or so um, and that that kind of even um, he was even closer to more conventional uh, song structures um, but there's a lot of really a lot of cool stuff stuff here um, and and it's it's definitely aligned with the TFT project with many of our interests uh, and is forming an interesting arc uh, you know I brought it up uh, near the t- tail end of our radiohead um, uh, episode with the uh, always already podcast of other instances of of Music that is kind of uh, protesty um, in ways that kind of even move beyond Radiohead, right? If, if Radiohead, I mean, we were kind of um, addressing this issue of of how much can Radiohead be anti-capitalist uh, when they are selling tons of records? Uh, it, we've kind of engaged with this question um, uh, first uh, last week uh, with uh, with with hopelessness, uh, hopelessness, the the great record by uh, Anthony. Um and then this also is another way of of engaging with that um, because uh, at least part of the, um, of the Death gross Project is you know again when when you are there's you know if you want to kind of undermine capitalism a great place to start is breaking contracts right <laughs> because <laughs> because you are you're undermining the very uh, institutions and norms that underpin exchange in the market <laughs> and so that like right like like if you really want people to think hard about like by, like about the the fragility of exchange like don't don't perform your contractual obligations. <laughs> Um, and and that is is it's like so it's the performance art of the marketplace. Uh, and so so there's that, and then there's that, the actual sonics of the album, which are fascinating. So uh, go ahead, uh, give us a pause. Um, check out um, Bottomless Pit. It's a pretty quick listen. It's uh, 13 tracks, uh, pretty easy. It is um, definitely, you know, again we, we give some adv- adv- uh, advice on on use cases. Uh, this is definitely um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend this when there's something that requires lots of other concentration (laughs) Um, because I think it may be jarring. I think it's good. It's it's decent traveling music, I think. Um, uh, It's good. It's also good. I
1: I took a jog yesterday uh, in the morning to this record and it was a good, you know, it's a nice, it's a tight 40 minutes. It's a, you know, it's a good kind of morning jog uh, sort of pace.
0: Yeah, and and there is and and yet it's also there's a fair amount of aggression, right? That, that both in the yeah. instrumentation, R- relentlessness
1: act, and aggression. Yeah,
0: yeah, relentlessness and aggression is there, uh, even at a mo- it's relentlessness and aggression at a moderate pace, right? Uh, and which I think is is really interesting. So um, put us on pause, listen to Death Grips, um, and meet us right back here uh, for the discussion after this word from our commercial sponsors. So uh,
1: hey, millennials, are you ready to move out of your parents' house? and buy a house of your own oh yeah i am ready to become an adult <laughs> how about three bedrooms in a good neighborhood how does that sound
0: yeah, that's great because then I could maybe hang out with my friends. You know, I could have my room. I could have maybe uh, one uh, one Airbnb room and then just like a chill zone. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! Careful with that Airbnb room and chill zone, Mister Millennial. There, the homeowners association in your new development is gonna have something to say about that. But when you're ready to grow the fuck up already, head over to Keller Williams Realty, where any six million dollars will get you an entry level home and an. Urban Center.
0: Wow. Thank you, Keller Williams, for giving these bad people good ideas. (laughs) Keller Williams Realty. When you have a bunch of fucking
1: money and don't know why you shouldn't set it on fire.
0: And we're back, <laughs>
1: hey, uh, Ryan. I have a question.
0: Good, good. I had one for you, but I, I'm ready. I, I feel like I've 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 jumped the gun on the last several uh, episodes, uh, so I'm I, I I accept your question mm. is, with is, open arms.
1: This uh, this death grips uh, with their their shouting and their rapping and their singing and their hardcore punk music. Uh, is this a rap rock? Album, mm, mm,
0: mm, mm, mm. I, I, you know, I anticipated that. Um, I, I, you know, uh, I, it was pro- it's, I, I think it's what I would have asked you as well. Um, I think that it is. It's definitely not. So the answer is uh, a, a qualified yes. <laughs> um, and and in that, it's it's that it is a rap rock album, um, but you can get a little better. Um, so that 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 is one of the kind of Venn diagrams where this is right so that like if you draw the circle of rap and the circle of rock this definitely lives in the area um that that of the intersection uh of of, um uh, you know the the loud boisterous taint uh between rap and rock um but i think that um there are also in thinking about um Venn diagrams kind of set theory you can also there's a There's kind of a smaller circle Within the rock circle Um and and maybe and then an orthogonal axis to add a little more precision. Um. And so the kind of smaller circle is is probably there, there's kind of a a smaller circle or circles that are kind of punk and or noise or kind of post punk or, or or noise. Um. And then then I guess well I guess so. There's like the punk or noise. Um. And maybe maybe related to the noise, there is a kind of postness, right? So and I, I think that the thing that really lashed this onto me and I never really um. This had never really occurred to me in listening to Death Grips before, um, but it was when I was listening to Warping, um, which is one of the kind of slightly kind of slower uh, paced songs. I, I struck it struck me how much um, it reminded me of Public Image Limited, right? Um, and, and that that and, and that kind of opened up my brain with respect to Death Grips um, of of how it is related to that kind of post punk project and a, and a project of kind of postness um, and kind of genre deconstruction so i think that it is so this is either i mean it's interesting to think about whether it is um rap post-punk or whether it is rap post-rock right (laughs) or post-rap rock right so is is the postness applied uh or is it post-rap uh, post rap, post rock, right, and and so like, is the postness, is the kind of deconstruction applied to the rap rock, um, or uh, or is it um applied to just one of the components, um, uh, and and not the others, right? So is this kind of a, uh, and I'm thinking about kind of, it, it, it is interesting because it's like I'm thinking of like distributive properties in algebra, right, um, <laughs> uh, right, like is this a kind of, um, because there's there's a there's there's kind of additive. Um, the kind of the the hyphenated genre uh, is is kind of additive. Um, but then there's something of the the kind of postness modifier that is is multiplicative, right? And so the question is: Is it are you multiplying the individual elements, or are you um, or are you modifying? the uh, the sum are you kind of multiply are you posting the the sum and then that kind of gets distributed or not um, right so that so that's kind of my my sense I mean where do you sense the kind of postness being um, here uh, uh, is it primarily on the rock uh, primarily on the rap or kind of on the on the on the totality you know
1: I want to talk about uh, a little artist who we haven't really gone into all that much uh, on the podcast which which surprises me Given the prominence that this artist had uh, when I was growing up, um, someone we've we've not I don't think devoted a, a whole episode to and who doesn't really come up in connection with a lot of uh, the things that we're we're concerned with. Uh, I want to talk about Beck. I want to talk about yeah. uh I want to talk about especially um the pre-Odelay uh Beck of like of mellow Gold and, and that era because Beck got a weird record deal which let him put out enormous uh monster hits uh that were you know still a little noisy but highly produced sort of uh I mean is uh, you know isn't loser sort of a, a uh 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 rap rock song sort of a spiritual uh, progenitor to um I don't know to to kid rock or Fred Durst or whatever a, a little bit. Uh
0: you know. a little bit, a little bit. I mean I think we did talk about this a little bit um when we talked about sleigh bells. I mean I think the title, if the memory serves correctly, of that episode was It's a fine line between um Fred Durst and Beck. Oh yeah
1: <laughs> right? Well there you go. I mean it, it is like there's um and and honestly like there's a song on Mellow Gold called Soul Sucking Jerk that mm-hmm. uh that uh, sort of would fit in on Bottomless Pit, you know. Um it just in terms of the way it sa- sounds in terms of it's kind of like it's sort of trolly it's sort of trolly aesthetic and uh anyway so i, w- I wanted to sort of talk about this as being a sort of post beck album and and by that i mean early beck and beck had a weird record deal so he could put out these these huge things but then he could put out on uh his own and i think his imprint of of geffen i think it was geffen called was called Bungload records um and yeah, either put out through that or through a different indie label, uh noise just like noise records, right? Uh yeah. one one yeah. was called uh one foot in the grave, one was called uh uh stereopathetic soul manure. Like I had all of these as a as a kid and I think actually they got they got lost or crushed or something. The CDs got destroyed through through neglect or being tossed around in the car or something like that. And uh right, and that, that like there there is there isn't Beck this sort of Tension between like a, a highly commercial, you know, really, uh, really, you know, highly produced and, and sort of mainstreamish sort of artist and this, this sort of noise, uh, background or this sort of like, uh, post, post folk, you know, um, whatever kind of, kind of, uh, uh, experimental noise artist. And that, that, that tension here is what what uh what stuck out to me so rather than thinking of this as being like uh, rather than thinking of this as being like Fred Durst, I think of it as like or, or following down the kind of the mainstream rap rock, you know, uh, sort of good old boy Americana appropriation of of <laughs> uh, of hip hop in into rock. It to me, it's sort of it follows from the it follows from the kind of the beck, the experimental post folk, almost spoken word poetry uh, appropriation. Um, like, right. Like, so it's, it's less, uh, it's less rap rock than it is kind of like slam poetry, hardcore, you know, <laughs> that, that like that. And I think that that's like, because it's, it's sort of, it's uh, the social engagement, uh, d- does that for, for me. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's how I, that's how I sort of, that's how I, I think about it. I, I, I think it's probably a sign of, ra- ra- I think we have to say, I think we have to kind of find a sophisticated way As music critics of talking over, of talking about like speech, rhythmic speech over a beat, you know what Mm. I mean? Because like, if that is all referenced to hip hop and to the the sort of social milieu of hip hop, uh, if that's all just appropriation of black culture, uh, you know, there's not really. There's not really a good way to talk about it, but if there can be kind of like many rivulets, right? Like many like tributaries into the, uh, into the great stream of, of rhythmic speech over a beat, um, from, uh, you know, I don't know, avant garde poetry to hip hop to, uh, like, tribal chants or what, you know, whatever, from, from the, to, uh, uh, to, to Sprechersong, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. To like, yeah, uh, German art song traditions and, and stuff like that. Musical theater, uh, a little bit, um, right. Like is what Bernadette Peters does in the, in the, uh, into the woods right when she tells the story of the the curse of the magical beings right is that rap god i hope not (laughs) you know because um it seems like we need a a better a better vocabulary to to um to talk about it so
0: uh, so, i will say though like and i think that this is interesting because the other and, and this is in kind of deeming things as um rap or not that you get um, you know, that this is layered on kind of um, racial dynamics, right? That, that um, the, uh, the front man, the kind of the vocalist for Death Grips um, uh, is uh, is African-American, is, uh, is, is black, and, and also uses a moniker of MC Ride, right? So that once you kind of um, uh, uh, denote yourself, even if it's like kind of ironic, right? Once you are kind of claiming MC-ness, then that kind of puts it um, in, in rap, uh, at least. At least in the discourse of rap, right? And so that, um, and, and I think that a lot of the other kind of language about uh, a discourse about rap rock um, of of the late '90s, of the Limp Bizkit's um, and and the. Um, uh oh, and and kind of Lincoln Park was also in. It was part of the kind of you know great ongoing appropriation discussion, right? That um you know, uh, uh you know that uh you know with with you know uh uh you know Vanilla Ice on one side, of Iggy Iggy Azalea on the on the other. Uh, there in the middle is is your limp biscuit, right? Um and so that it, but it I, I agree that even just the kind of existence right so I, I think that I guess that um what is what is interesting is that the presence of a um African American vocalist um who calls himself um an MC um and is is engaging in rhythmic speech over uh, over a beat um like what, part of what that that itself is kind of an alienating move because it causes you to gloss. Like, great, great, this is rap of some kind, um, and it is, and it ga- it engages with rap, but I think that it is not only rap right um, yeah. And, yeah and 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 it's 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 uh, and you it's, say that yeah and you yeah. say
1: that to say that it's not it's not only rap it's not saying that it like transcends or is better than rap it's it's saying that like taking taking a more rigorously phenomenological approach to what this thing is right yeah. is that it has it has rapness and it also has other aspects uh, aspects as well it's sort of like mixing the finger paints up right rather, rather than being, uh, uh, easily, um, Easily categorizable, you know.
0: Absolutely. Well, I mean, again, I think that that's where um, I, I like. Again, I, I just recently listened to uh, Metal Box again, uh, and and I really like saw elements of, of, of affinity with um, with with John Johnny Lydon's vocals right there of of kind of of, of all of the kinds of um, n- you know rhythmic rhythmic speech that kind of moves into to wails and 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 utterances and and yells and shouts right um and so the the kind of the vocabulary of of vocal performance that kind of uh is aligned with punk and and noise and and metal um right and and this is um and and i think it's important right that um the uh, one of the other kind of principles in death grips uh zach hill comes from the kind of noise rock tradition so his kind of um major kind of credits like his the band that kind of brought him to prominence uh in the early 2000s was a uh, a duo i believe a duo called uh Hella uh which was a kind of played um and it's, it's a hard to care Kind of noise Noise rock Kind of bordering on metal But that was kind of With these kind of Densely Like densely percussive um, And kind of densely Kind of quick bursts Of instruments And noise And, and feedback um, Kind of adjacent To um, And similar to To bands like um, Lightning Bolt um, And a few others And then um, For a while He was playing drums uh, With Marnie Stern um, Who uh, and, and kind of used this Kind of Again, this this restless and kind of um, like circular drum patterns of, of kind of, um, of of like rather than of kind of these these circular patterns roving around the kit and uh, the sense of a kind of a, a rotating storm system um, and and then and I think that for the last uh, five ten years um, Death Grips has been one of kind of his major um, outputs um, and uh, and you hear that there I mean here there's even been greater diversification away from that kind of swirling storm of sound you have it here but there's a lot even more elements and kind of um different kind of pieces uh uh, that that come together earlier death grubs were much more of these kinds of constant swirls these kind of relentless churns um as opposed to here where there's a lot more kind of stopping and starting right um and so that that kind of um that element, I think, is uh, in dialogue, right? So so that uh, that I think that is in dialogue with the, these other kinds of, of modes of, of vocal performance, like you said, that get kind of um, mixed together or kind of um, put into the—I I was thinking of kind of uh, food metaphors of rather than being kind of one uh, ingredient and not even just kind of like—you know, it's like I'm trying to think about this, right? So it's not just that we're, we're definitely passing a kind of mono-ingredient um, uh, 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 dish. Right. And And we're definitely not even in a stew, right? We're much more in a, you know, a blended smoothie um, kind of space. (laughs) But... But like this is like a steak smoothie, right? <laughs> like, right? That, like that there are like – as it's been get, get, um, getting blended up, there are things that you wouldn't expect to be in the mix, right, um, that, that get mixed up. Uh, and also it's a – and I think another element of if you're making steak smoothies um, is that, that you may not there, – there, it may get a little chunky. Right, Uh, and and so this is 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 kind of uh, there is a lot of blending of these elements, but then there are still chunks that you encounter. These kinds of uh, that that kind of uh, are are larger pieces, right? You you could get both a chunk of beef and a mango, (laughs) Um, and uh, and so that this is like weirdly like a you know this is like the this is like a Penang curry smoothie (laughs) 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 that is that is partially blended. Um, and, and, and that's, that's kind of, uh, in that, it, and so that it, it, hybridizes, uh, it, it kind of combines, um, But then there are also these unexpected elements um, that also then still manage to work, Um, and so that's kind of. And it's interesting that when you once you start thinking about these unexpected, like a kind of Penang curry in smoothie form, you're kind of almost in the world of molecular gastronomy, right? (laughs) Like deconstructive cuisine um, that's kind of playing with structure and ingredients um, and kind of forms of dishes that you recognize in combinations or techniques or preparations that are unexpected right so this is kind of this is so this is this is molecular this is molecular rap rock is what this is right
1: <laughs> there you go
0: i yeah i mean i think that that's right i like i like following you to
1: from the penang curry to the to from the penang curry smoothie to the molecular gastronomy i mean i i like to think that like that's
0: that's you know that's that's little john for the like mid 30 something um upper middle <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> from the from the curry to from the smoothie to the gastronomy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, well, it pretty soon, right, in the suburbs, uh, where you get uh, three bedroom houses, right, there will be like molecular gastronomy Thai restaurants where you can get your where you can get your curry. You know, it, it arrives in an ice cube or something. Or it, it arrives in like specially treated dinnerware that's yeah. uh you know, that's like custom cast into the shape of of, into the shape of the two like white balloons on the cover of what? the of the Death Grips album with we're, like, we're
0: just gonna get it's gonna be the Penang Curry um, Soylent <laughs> package right <laughs> is, is where we're headed yeah unfortunately <laughs> or it's just gonna be like the Penang Curry like like supplement uh, like uh, suppository that gets rammed up your butt <laughs> I guess tr-
1: I guess that's true like the farther you get into that territory it's less in in dinnerware and more in these like these foil pouches right that yeah, you yeah. just Rip the corner off of, like wrap your lips around, lap your, wrap your lips around them like you're nursing, and then just suckle out the uh, suckle out the meat paste. You know that <laughs> from is the, from, uh,
0: the, from the from the teeth of capitalism. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about capitalism for a second, if I if I may be permitted to to yeah, change yeah, the yeah. subject. I mean, do, do you feel like the this goes hand in hand. I mean, I think this is an interesting thing to talk about in in light of our question about Radiohead, like as a as a like chart topping, you know, global megastar rock and roll band. How how uh, big a big critic of capitalism can they be? Um, Anani, like through various kinds of outsiderness, um, makes that makes the kind of uh the uh uh, critical position a little more unproblematic like where where does this sit for you do you feel like the the blatant trolling or some of the like the very the the blatant kind of like taking the piss or sort of uh uh comedy moves like do you feel like that blunts Uh, The critique of of late capitalism, or do you feel like it enhances Hmm. it somehow uh, uh, by by either throwing it into relief or else somehow revealing, revealing, um, revealing parts of it uh, that a more solemn presentation like Anani's would not have uh, would not have uh, allowed to come to the fore?
0: It's a really interesting question because I, I, I think about this a lot um, because I feel like one of the more like well-known kind of rebellious acts, um, kind of subversive acts that, um, that, that uh, Death Grips undertook uh, was the leak of their I believe what was to be their third album, um, which was to be on I believe a major label, right? So that after The Money Store, um, which was like a difficult album by many measures, but also kind of really had kind of breakout mainstream uh, indie success um i mean it was a pitchfork best new music album um they they were playing larger and larger venues right it was they were they were incorporated into the cycle of mainstream of mainstream indie of about five years ago um and so they they had this record deal um and and uh kind of uh the right kind of representation um and then they they um they they leaked this album um, and but they didn't just like leak the tracks. They leaked it with a a album cover that was the uh, a photo of I believe a, either a band member or friends um, I believe erect penis with the words No Love Deep Web written uh, in Sharpie uh, on on the penis. Um, and and I, re- I remember this very well because I, I I downloaded the album and had this right. And so I was listening to this album while commuting. Uh, and 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 I, I had to remember <laughs> not to. To bring out my phone, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and uh, and and now I think in other formats, it is or hard. Likewise. Right, it is hard
1: to enjoy uh, transgressive, path-breaking, socially critical art on public transit. <laughs> right. right, Both, both because of the cognitive dissonance of like using public transit and needing the social order to function in order right. to run your life, right. and because like there might be a, a small child there or something.
0: Well, 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 Right. If if I if it's kind of like a, a a genie of some kind of like if the Wang genie gets let out then uh then 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 it all then it all falls apart. Like, I can't get to where I'm going. Right. Like it's like I need to kind of con I need to privatize uh the, the revolution a little bit uh or, or at least drip it out uh in a more moderate sense. Because if I just let it go then it then it all falls apart. Right. And uh and um and so the, hold that so the, hold that thought.
1: Fin- finish what you're saying, but hold that thought because I want to circle. Back to what you just said when you're done
0: cool Uh, so so i guess then but i think what's interesting about this is you know and that they have then kind of continued to uh, i even think they were given several kinds of second chances which they then undermined in similar ways i think that i I mean i think that what's interesting uh, like even if there is a a critique of capitalism here i think that you know I, I so I think that there's a another I think an interesting question would have been to ask um, is this is death grips a progressive band um, because I think that like there is something and, and without kind of speaking to the specific kind of political orientations and kind of um, gender politics of, of the members right there's something pretty like what what what's more broish than writing on a wang with a with a sharpie right um, like like, i mean i guess like it's i guess it's like the, the classic bro move is is drawing a wang with the sharpie So <laughs> you see so you we're... see how they've reversed how they've subverted expectations <laughs> by not by not drawing
1: a wang but by writing on a wang right like they right. turn they turn the wang into a canvas into a kind of i think know, it would have
0: been more interesting if they drew a sleeping person on the wang right like that would have seemed <laughs> see, that would have been amazing uh <laughs> and and that would have I think I think then then I would have like if it, it was like a sleeping frat boy drawn on a wang, then mm. I think would have really, really done it. Um but there is just something about the kind of and it is both kind of uh, shocking and kind of um, and and is is in line with certain kinds of um, shocking art and kind of recontextualizing. Um, it's it's like it's hard. Like, are you kind of alienating and recontextualizing masculinity and aggression, or are you creating this great ode to Wangs? Right, and <laughs> and and it's really. And we've talked about this with some other um, bands before. Um, of there's the sense of even if there is a certain amount of irony or a certain amount of De- deconstruction in some of these aggressive um postures and poses that, that um you know that there are like weirdly people who like um death grips and engage with death grips in ways uh that uh, people you know 10 15 years earlier would have uh engaged with uh limp biscuit
1: sure right? or, or, yeah that that are Counter to the high-minded aims of our podcast, right, and and what we imagine perhaps projecting the high-minded aims of Death Grips to be, right. We
0: talked about this a lot with uh, Run the Jewels. I I was was trying to think where we talked about this, and I think that Run the Jewels was one of the bigger areas where they're also also kind of plays with aggression, um, but that the kind of the 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 nuances of the ways in which they play with uh, aggression get lost uh, in the like show where people are like punching each other, right. And and like shoving each other and kind of just just broing out uh, as as opposed to post broing, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I I wonder what a post bro. I wonder what a what a post bro show would would look like. That would be a a sort of interesting.
0: I mean, post post broing. I think the the for me the kind of uh, uh, the archetypical post bro concert is the hold steady, right? Like, um, and and even it always walks this line of being full bro um, but it's a like the whole steady show is a bunch of like you know mid to late 30 something dudes uh, like kind of collegially f- pumping their fists and yelling words into each other's mouths right? <laughs> um, and 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 so it's like and, and it's but it's like a um, it's a safe space for bros right and it's a, a deliberately constructed safe space for bros um, <laughs> 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 um but it's it's definitely not like um like uh, and I'm actually staring at the poster on my wall of um like a kind of other kinds of uh pre pre-post bro uh is is uh, flipper which was a a post-punk band of the 80s that kind of still existed in a few um uh, uh, a few different incarnations and uh and and uh is uh, widely recognized as um, an influential band on, on grunge and on, on nirvana uh, on like noise rock uh, and and they played recently uh, back in the fall they played the um, hassle fest which was a um, festival a three-day festival put on by a DIY um, collective in boston um and what the Hasslefest which is like very kind of progressive very kind of aligned with with, uh, with with progressive politics. And what they realized, you know, that these old, like, these old, crusty uh, post-punkers, I mean, they got up and, and told, like, told dead baby jokes, right? Like, there was an old – I saw – I watched an old punk punch a young punk in the face uh, at this Flipper concert uh, because the young punk, like, like was not moshing properly, <laughs> Um, and, and I remember that like at the end and I, like, I, I just, I remembered watching, um, with a bit of glee of the kind of boss uh, then has people like realizing that they had no idea what they had unleashed. Right. Like There's <laughs> like, another one of these genies, right. Um, this is, this is the crusty, the crusty, uh, eighties post-punk, uh, uh, genie. And I remember after the uh, the set finished, and this was kind of they were the headliner of the whole festival, and and the someone from the Boston Hassle came out and was just like the Boston Hassle does not like endorse violence or or um like uh, or or uh, like a whole basically everything a list of all of the things um, that, uh, like, that like yeah, like yeah like basically <laughs> a,
1: a manifesto of punk
0: right yeah 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 exactly and so it was like a, a sense of kind of like there was uh, and. this has been a dialectic in, in punk of these kinds of bro-ish elements and these post-bro-ish elements. Right. And, and this was a, they thought they were getting post-bro, but they just got like, they got Cro-Magnon bro. Right. They got, (laughs) they got Proto bro. Um, and, and like the, 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 they got the missing bro link. (laughs) Um, and, and it was, and it was, it was pretty, I mean, again, like it was, it was pretty amazing to see this, uh, and it's kind of almost more interesting than seeing flipper in its element because it was seeing flipper uh in in this element of postness and of um uh, of of kind of of of, of. Progressiveness, and you realize that the progressiveness of the '80s and the kind of radicalness of the '80s uh, is not the progressiveness and the radicalness of now, right? Um, and and so just taking um, yesterday's punk today uh, it does not really kind of create that kind of message. So this is a long way ab- around the barn to answer the question. I know you wanted to go back to something uh, that well, I was. I did, say- I did, but you've actually provided the you've provided
1: the perfect the perfect segue because I think that like I think that you can't can't separate uh i think that you can't like essentialize the political message of something like that and, and say that it's separate from the, like the milieu it, it is in it's some, I mean, like the, the, I I talked a little bit earlier about like a, a, a a rigidly and kind of doctrinaire phenomenological, uh, uh, music criticism versus a more socially informed one, uh, which is, which is what we do a more socially and, and, um, kind of diachronically like historically informed, uh, criticism, which is, which is what we do, and that, like, in in so that in talking about the milieu into which the music is born, you sort of have to you have to talk about this. And I I think that that one thing for me that Death Grips gets at is um, that in a way, in kind of a bizarre way, uh, Antony can't get at. Um, because, Ant, uh, is, is a sense of, a, a sense of absurdity, right? Uh, of like tragic absurdity, but of absurdity, right? And, and, cause Antony, the, 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 um, the project is so solemn, you know, and that mm-hmm. like, there's so much sorrow, like the, the sorrow of the suffering is, is dwelled on. And, and it's not that it's not ironic. It's not that there aren't, aren't sort of contrasts and aspect, uh, aspects of, of, of kind of like ironic distance or of, of, uh, uh, sort of sarcastic elements to it. But like, um, but the, the, it, it's like a plaintive wail, uh ultimately mm-hmm. and i feel like yeah. the, the the kind of the the light the sort of um like post r&b uh kind of edm infl- or electronic not really edm it's not it's 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 uh it's ewm it's electronic weeping music right
0: like the we called it uh on the weekend the esm right yeah. electronic sad music right
1: And this might be more like EPM, like electronic protest music, but,
0: but like that, that, that kind of
1: plaintive wail sort of cries out for remediation of all of these wrongs right like right. the, uh, and that's that is something that's absent from right. from bottomless pit right like that so like what the, the one the
0: pit is bottomless right? right you just yell you yell into it and there's no echo there you right? go you just you're just shouting into a void right that's, that's exactly <laughs> right and if that is in fact the
1: case and i'm not saying we should or shouldn't uh accept this as a as a matter of politics right like but if it is in fact the, the, the case that the pit is bottomless and that this, the kind of, the dehumanization wrought by late capitalism on, you know, on both the oppressors and the victims of oppression, right? Like that the, the, that dehumanization is irretrievably, um, is sort of irretrievably wrought, right? Th- then you may as well make a bunch of dick jokes.
0: You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it, what it reminds me of, uh, and and is like that. This is in a way. This is like this is Verhoeven core, right? right? The, the, exactly, right right this is like very like in this kind of starship troopers robocop like space right um uh and and in that like it is like both engaging in the uh like right so like you can't make an anti-war movie so like make the warriest warriest movie you can right so if you like if like there's like we can't make like anti-dick music make the like just it's dicks everywhere right <laughs> like uh it's like I mean, me, right there's a song called spikes right <laughs> uh, on this album right uh, and another song called trash right and, and 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 yet another song called warping right there's a sense of these kinds of 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 phalluses and and machines and objects that are that are like both kind of blown up but also kind of like dismembered and and repurposed and 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 broken right that there's this, this this sense and it's there in the music too that it is um like extremely visceral and extremely kind of uh physical um i mean were there any songs that kind of where either the sonics or the lyrics kind of caught you as kind of illustrating some of this i have to confess like i i kind of i
1: experienced this record as sort of a penang smoothie (laughs) you know it's and as i was listening to it um I, and, and especially because I, I, like, I had the sense, uh, when we settled on it that, like, I don't really have, uh, a great hook into it. And so I, I put it basically on total repeat. And, and every time there were headphones in my ears, I was listening to this, uh, for, for the last two days. So I must have given it, like, 10 spins in, in the last few days. And I can't, other than, like, a few very, uh, a few very hooky moments, um, And and, and largely, like, largely, like, oh, sick burn, like, oh, this, uh, you know, yeah, uh, is that a hairstyle? This asshole be a pussy church, right? Like, you know, sick burns, uh, stuff like that. Like, I can't, uh, I, I kind of can't distinguish, uh, distinguish the songs. And in retrospect, like, of course, uh, of course I can, um, uh, of course, I can. When you're listening to them, because they sound different, right? Like they are different tempos. There are ones that are a little more electronic. There are ones that are a little more hardcore. Uh, there, there are ones with with more repetitive lyrics, less repetitive lyrics. Um, the one, the one uh, that did stick out stick out for me. That's that's actually almost a more traditional hip hop song in in the way the the uh, In the kind of the hookiness of it and like the way the verses are constructed was eh, from which I took my, um, from which I took my opening quotation, you know? Um, and I thought of like, uh, uh, and I thought, uh, I thought of eh as being the kind of the, uh, like an ultimate move of negation. You know, a kind of like eh is like, like schwa, like, uh, like.
0: It's the, the, it's the shrug emoji, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it doesn't even, it can't even muster up the, the energy to press its lips together to put the M in front and make meh. You know, right. it's just right. like it's just this kind of like grunt the it's like a grunt denuded of energy, you know? Um
0: Right. It's like like a um a laconic Tim Allen. Yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> eh eh. What time is it? It's tool time. Eh, right. eh, eh, <laughs> eh, eh, eh. <laughs> and by tool we mean dicks. But um, you know, uh, I'm like, eh, it's a, it's a sort of, it's a sort of undermining, it's a sort of undermining thing. And, and there, it is, uh, a characteristic, like, uh, you think of sort of, and, and if you have like boomer parents or whatever and they, they like to tell you about the good old days of, of protest music, uh, when, you know, it, when it all meant something, like, there is, um, there is a tendency in old protest music to, to be like, uh, uh no the the values of mainstream corporate america are wrong are dehumanizing are uh overly are overly corporate are you know uh, uh don't don't uh don't value people don't value humanity right like we should supplant those bad values with this set of good values based on like inclusiveness and stuff right and uh after punk you know um and especially more recently, sort of post-millennial protest music uh, it, of the first world, right, of the late capitalist developed world. Is is more like fuck, fuck, fuck you, whatever, you know, and that's that, right? That's sort of the protest because the the in the like in the age of the of simulation, the like the absolute acceleration of the uh, uh, baudrillardian simulacrum, you know, w- when when nothing is anything and everything is a copy of something, and even the protest songs are seen to recapitulate like a Oh, your your punk was broy. You know your protest songs were actually sexist or were transphobic or what? You know, right? Like there's there's no uh, stable place to hang your hat. Um, it seems like the the ultimate uh, 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 moral relativism, um, um, the ultimate kind of undermining uh, of of any you know any ethos because all ethoses are really just there to sell you something uh it can be boiled down to eh like eh is a political statement because eh refuses to grant. Uh, even the most basic premises of whatever discourse of power you're committed to, whether it's, uh, you know, mainstream corporate America, whether it's li- multinational late capitalism, whether it's like old style hippie protest, right? Um, you know, whether it's get out the vote, whether it's feel the burn, like whatever, whatever. A political program you're committed to, it can be undermined by, uh, uh, by like a, um, by, uh, people declaring themselves non combatants, ideological non combatants. And that's what, (laughs) that's what eh does for me.
0: I mean, that's interesting. It's like the, it's the Switzerland of the self. Right? Like, <laughs> um, but like it's in a world where everyone is taking sides. Right. Like think about it this way. Right. That when there are algorithms that are sorting you into like Republican or Democrat. Right. Right. Or left like an eh like breaks the algorithm right you, the, the algorithm can't sort um the eh and then once you um once you are in that place then you kind of can escape it right um a little bit at least at least momentarily um and I I think that's exactly right I think that like the, I mean this idea of the kind of the 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 kind of protest art of the eh uh there's like some really interesting um uh, uh, lyrics here um I think that especially in verse 2 um of no one's ever seen me feel shit but eh. um little bits of eh gleaming like piss christ um uh, cover me like skin tight why my rep is like uh why they might be right uh and i love th- i love this right so this is a shout out, right? So that, um, I love the idea of, of kind of the combining of your, of, of piss and shit, right? So that you have, no one's ever seen me feel shit. Um, but eh, uh, and, uh, and, and, so I think that, that to read that line is really interesting because it's like, it, it reads two ways, right? One is that no one's ever seen me feel shit. Um, uh, 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 but, Eh. So it's like you know, no one's ever seen me feel anything, but like whatever. Uh, but it also reads as no one's ever seen me feel anything other than indifference. Yeah. Um, and then what's really it's one of, cool, yeah, it's one of those yeah.
1: lines that kind of unfolds progressively as the yep. words kind of as the words unspool, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I, but and then I want to g- give a real shout-out to uh, Piss Christ, right? So Piss Christ <laughs> is this uh, 1987 photograph by um, Andre Serrano, right, um, who was also known, and there's a few other, um, so he's an artist who works largely with um, bodily fluids of various <laughs> kinds, right? Um, and so uh, Piss Christ was a photograph of a um, crucifix submerged in a glass of the artist's urine. Um, the other thing that you probably know Serrano from. Um, uh, there's a few others. Um, the one uh, that is also notable is that um, the cover of Metallica's Load um, was uh, was also by Serrano, um, and that was a, a work called Semen and Blood Three, um, uh, which I found to be a little bit derivative of Semen, Semen and Blood One <laughs> and Two. Uh, um, but and so this is a, a one I remember reading about this right. Like uh, I think when this album was out in like '96. I was of the prime age to be interested in a piece of art called Semen and Blood Three, and and so this was a um, uh, a mix of cow's blood uh, and semen between two sheets of plexiglass, right? But it looks like flames. Um, If you remember the uh, the album cover of of Load, I believe there was I believe there was there was a poop one uh, around that same time too, Um, but I, I don't remember the details. But I remember reading about it in like I don't know my parents subscription of newsweek or something like that Uh um but so i love the idea i mean so so little bits of eh, gleaming like piss christ right and so i i think that to kind of unpack that a little bit right that eh is uh, this actually dovetails exactly with uh, with how we're reading this right that that eh is is like this generations or this moments um, like version of putting submerging a crucifix in urine right like that is like a eh, a eh, eh, is the like discru- d- the thing that is disrupt- d- disruptive of the hegemonic discourse that you can do now right because eh, eh, because it's something that so shatters what you can and can't do and and by um, the way uh, like piss christ was
1: controversial uh, it would have been controversial anyway um but it would have been obscure had Had the had the NEA not funded it or funded the artist who made it. Right. Mm -hmm. And Piss Christ. And then some of Robert Mapplethorpe's pictures were Mm -hmm. were part of the like the old school culture war uh, uh, about like indecency and, you know, public values today. That whole discourse seems quaint because uh, because today talk to anyone who works in the arts and it's like NEA public funding of the arts, <laughs> right? Now it's
0: all now it's all sponsored content, right?
1: right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And now right now it's you know the the best you can hope for is that you get a band like Death Grips who's willing to like put their put their album on the internet with pictures of a dick.
0: Right. Well, I mean, and that's interesting because that actually does dialogue in a way with Maplethorpe. <laughs> Though right? I, like, I thought that
1: I thought that Dixon Sharpies three was a derivative of Dixon Sharpies <laughs> one and two.
0: Exactly. Exactly. But you, you know, once you once it's a series, like this is just from the artist Dixon Sharpies period, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, and all all great artists kind of have these moments where they exper- experiment with a certain palette uh, and uh, uh, and medium. Uh, I think the other one that I, I mean, I had a similar experience to you, um, where it was harder for it was on constant repeat, and um, and and so I, I think again, like what we've kind of identified is that the the songs you'll gravitate towards are the chunks in this smoothie. And I think another big chunk in the um, Penang curry smoothie for me was trash because um, that also it has like a a bit more of a recognizable hook um right and 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 that one always that uh that hook always jumped out at me every time it rolled around um and um uh, and, and that I think that dialogues a little bit um with what we 're talking about, right We know trash, we know clean won 't don 't last, never last when we load trash, we upload trash, face down, trash begets trash, we know trash, we know clean won 't last uh, et cetera right and so and I mean I think that um you know it's it 's interesting um to to think about like in uh in the first verse it talks about responding to text messages right and here this kind of we upload trash uh, and whether that's like uploading the, again the the sharpie dick um, or just like what we are the trash we are uploading to Facebook every day right um and that we are kind of creating we are kind of like hoarders of ourselves right that we are creating waste and byproduct um and, and and of 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 this digital content that we are putting out there and it is and it is trash right it is it is not um it's it's not usable once it's like almost once it's out there it's already kind of the shell uh and it's and that's what is going up there the the trash is what's going there um and like you said um i mean it is interesting um uh to think about kind of face downness and again well it's hard for me i guess once I'm now thinking about uploading and I see a face, I think about facebook and and the idea of kind of trash uh begetting trash is that like it, it like in like the idea that for me that that evokes of of what like Facebook or kind of social media in gen- in general is like is that you are like lying on your face, just pooping into the air and that and that is and that is social media. <laughs> <laughs> um and trash is just begetting dra- trash and so this is um kind of again engaging with Andre Serrano which uh I, like so i believe it was just like photographs of of feces uh and, and kind of <laughs> and, and, and self uh 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 self portraits of um of, of feces and, and things like that um and, and kind of portraits uh using I, I think there was one of jesus i believe uh i, I mean there has around. to be
1: you can't you can't think, be a right. good you know
0: um, you need yeah, a feces, maybe, maybe a I'm feces
1: portion that. of of Jesus, like, and also remember uh, what was his name, Chris Olifi, uh with um, with the the elephant dung and you know pornography cut out, Madonna and child, right? Yeah, uh, you know, maybe
0: I'm confusing those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah.
1: it's it's all at a, at a certain point, all, all the shock art is kind of the same um, at a, at a certain level. Like, so oh, this is interesting, like because trash. To me... Yeah, it's trash is like waste. It's like stuff that's useless. It's like wrappers and, and, uh, uh, refuse and, and, and mm-hmm. what you discard. But there's also a moral element. I mean, that, that word in particular conjures to me, uh, a moral element, right? Like that person is trash or that's a trashy, uh, trashy person yeah. or a trashy outfit or something like that. And I think to me, there's like an interesting, interesting tension here between like uh like um uh, under the conditions of of late capitalism everything even the things that are very good eventually become refuse right that's one reading and then and then the other the other thing is that like there's a kind of moral worthlessness uh a a non-inevitable moral worthlessness to some of the things to some of our activities uh 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 that we're doing um right and and uh th- 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 that that it's it's sort of non-inevitable because like um uh, clean don't, clean don't last. Uh, like everything will become contaminated by this, by this moral worthlessness. Um, never last when we load trash. We upload trash. So, like, it's kind of garbage right. in, garbage out is the, right. is the, uh, is the procedure here, right? Like that, that w- when you partake in moral worthlessness, or when you partake in worthlessness, uh, Uh, In things of no value, then what you produce will also be uh, uh, will also be of no value. Right. Uh, In other words, what's worse than uh, a Penang smoothie, a Penang smoothie human centipede?
0: (laughs) yeah um and 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 what's tough is that like you know uh at the at the start of the human centipede is ronald mcdonald just shoving (laughs) just shoving the mcgriddle down the way right and then and and then it's just mcgriddles all the way down
1: (laughs) it's the mcrib sandwich
0: with the like the whatever whatever and and then ultimately we are the mcrib right like (laughs) Like it's like you know, and like humanity has been reformed, right? Like we are all Eve formed from Ronald McDonald's McRib <laughs> And I think that that's going to be you know, like a, a human centipede. There is no real beginning or end, but uh, I think that there is where we must pause uh, in our 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 regurgitation and regurgitation uh, down the line of our of our uploading uh, uh, trash uh, down and uh, down and up uh, the the stream. Uh, but if you have some trash for us, uh, if you have uh, some S, uh, some eh, or some other uh, other kinds of thought to share uh, on Death Grips, on what we've talked about, um, there's lots of ways. There's lots of venues. There's lots of trash shoots for you to utilize. Um, if you have 140 characters of, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 of, of trash, so like, you know, uh, I guess not, you know, so like a bunch of S, uh, that's at, at TFT Podcast uh, on on Twitter. Uh, if you have a medium-sized amount of trash, uh, Facebook is great for that. Um, or maybe bring some other people into the trash pile. If you have fans of Death Grips, um, tag them uh, on on Facebook. Post uh, our Facebook post for this episode uh, on their wall. Um, get them into the pull them into the trash heap, uh, and then and then just join um, just join in the 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 poo pile uh, by grabbing your sharpie and heading to overthinkingit.com. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and and just and drawing all over our post, please, um, please,
1: please, please, don't upload a photo of your comment <laughs> written on in tick and Sharpie.
0: please don't I, do that. please, please, don't do that. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I agree, um, but whether you do do that, <laughs> or you just write eh, um, or you uh, or you or you start to engage in some some um, pre present or post broishness, um, some pre present or post rap rockishness, um, or, or uh, any other mode of um, of combining uh, uh, and decontextualizing um, and making absurd, just know that we will be here uploading our trash and keeping it real.